Hey campers! Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Sinister S'mores. We're Kayla and Allie. Join us around the campfire while we roast up stories about our favorite things that go bump in the night. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Sinister S'mores Pod for episode updates and more. Camp is in session. When you think of campfire tales, where does your mind usually go to first? Ghosts of lost hikers? Campers who were killed by a machete-wielding stranger? How about a boogeyman? Or a mysterious half-man, half-ape? Or maybe something closer to home? Something much more real? Something you've experienced yourself, but no one would ever believe you? Tonight we're bringing you two true tales that were sent in by some fellow campers. So cozy up by the fire and prep your marshmallows. This story was sent in by an anonymous camper. It's called The Man in the Hat. This story took place when I was nine years old. I have four brothers and two sisters, and my parents had decided that we needed a bigger house for our family. My mom informed us that while the new house was being built, we would be staying in another family member's recently abandoned home in the country. It was three bedrooms, so the boys would share one room, the girls would share one room, and our parents would take the other. The house was incredibly old and the vibes were dark and heavy from the moment we first stepped foot inside. Between the creaking floorboards, old pipes, and the questionable critter sounds coming from the attic, I didn't get much sleep the first few nights. About a week after we had settled in, the screams and cries from my five-year-old brother Franklin were the new sounds that kept us awake at night. Night after night, around 11 p.m., he would begin screaming, you could set a clock to it. The story was always the same. There was a man in the house. My parents had searched the house the first few times this happened to make sure we were alone and had never found any evidence of an intruder. My father explained the occurrences away by blaming them on the nightmares of a small child in a new home. Before bed one night, I asked Franklin what the man looked like. He said the man was tall and slim. His skin was pale and he wore a tall top hat. I asked why we never saw him. After all, there were five of us in the room every night. Franklin's response chilled me to the bone. You'll see him when he wants you to, he answered. I didn't sleep at all that night. I watched Franklin asleep in his bed until the sun came up. It was the first night in weeks my brother didn't wake up screaming. Did the tall man know I was awake and waiting for him? Or did Franklin's nightmares just take a night off? The next night, I fell asleep quickly. I just knew Franklin's night terrors were behind us. (sighs) How I wish that had been true. As if on cue, at 11 p.m., I woke up. It was silent, except for the groan of a pipe somewhere in the house. My eyes scanned the dark room with the help of a singular moonbeam that was piercing through our window. And that's when I saw him. A shadowy, tall, hatted figure, 
standing at the foot of Franklin's bed. It, it couldn't be real. It, it was my imagination. My mind was playing tricks on me. I spent a few minutes trying to explain away what my eyes were seeing in the same way my father had. The figure stood there, unmoving, for what seemed like hours. Then, slowly, his head began to turn in my direction. The moonbeam that had once provided me comfort was now illuminating the pale face of this unwanted visitor. He smiled with a mouthful of sharp teeth and pointed his bone-like finger in my direction. His pitch-black eyes glistened like shiny marbles. We didn't break eye contact. I tried. I couldn't. My blood ran cold. And the sound of my heart pounding was deafening in my ears. I couldn't speak. I couldn't breathe. And no matter how much I wanted to, I couldn't run. Whatever this figure was, I could tell he was taking in every ounce of fear and terror I was feeling. And worse yet, he was enjoying it. Eventually, he must have gotten bored with me or had somewhere else to be. He slowly backed into a dark corner until he was no longer visible. It was then I was able to function again. I let out a scream that to this day I think was pretty Oscar worthy. This woke up everyone in the house. Just like with Franklin, my parents searched the home top to bottom and found nothing. We only stayed in the house for a few months after the incident. We never saw the figure again. Who was he? What was he? And what did he want? It wasn't a dream. He was real. I'm an adult now and still refuse to sleep with the lights off. I know he is still out there, watching and waiting. I just know it. Okay, so we've all seen Now and Then, right? Where a group of young girls tries to solve a mystery in town while doing seances to try to reach the dead. When I was uh, younger, I loved that the movie Now and Then, and I'd always wanted to have a seance. I was always interested in all things supernatural or paranormal. When I was about 11, my sister and I had a joint sleepover at my house. My mom and aunt decided that they would take us older kids to a graveyard for a seance. It was the perfect night for one. It was cold and extremely foggy. Um, they chose a church with a graveyard behind it where a lot of our family are buried. We packed up all of our candles and blankets and put on our warmest clothes. Once we arrived at the graveyard, we chose a large opening in the corner by the fence. The fog made it very hard to see very far ahead of us. So my mom warned us not to go over the fence because there were bulls in the fence that would chase us. So we situated ourselves um, away from the fence enough that they wouldn't notice us. Um, we started playing. We started out by playing games like light as a feather, stiff as a board, and we tried to conjure up some of our family ghosts. Um, we eventually got to a point where we creeped ourselves out pretty bad, and my cousin got really scared, and she said that she wanted to go back to the car where she felt safe. So my aunt took her back to the car and left the other four of us with my mom. She decided to tell a ghost story while we waited for my aunt to come back. She had just started the story when we heard a loud crash in the field on the other side of the fence. We all turned to look and a large man wearing white from head to toe was running right at us and he was coming fast. We all started screaming and scrambled up and took off. 
We grabbed as many candles as we could. Some girls took off through the thick fog running to the car. I made it about a third of the way back when I noticed that my mom wasn't behind me. I turned back to look and she was double over shaking hysterically. I felt chills go up my spine. I started screaming for her to come on, but she kept shaking, almost as if she was laughing. I was terrified, but decided to try to run back and save my mom before the man got to her first. I felt like it took forever to get to her, and when I finally reached her, I realized that the man was gone and that she was, in fact, laughing. My face went white, and I started screaming for her to stop laughing. I just knew that she had been possessed and that I was going to have to knock her out. Then, out of the woods, came the man in all white, and he, too, was laughing. He took off his mask and revealed himself to be my uncle. My mom and aunt had planned in advance to scare us, and my mom just couldn't keep it together once we started running. When we all met back at the car, every one of us had candle wax on our faces and in our hair, and it was everywhere from all the running. So, it's not as scary a story since it um, was a person and not something scary but even though it ended up not being a demonic ghost i still get scared near graveyards at night but i can say that it helped prepare me for some of the more unexplainable things i have experienced since then have your own scary story or unexplained experience you want us to share with other campers Email us at SinisterSmoresPod at gmail.com. If you like tonight's tales, please consider joining our Patreon at SinisterSmores for exclusive content and early access to new podcasts. We can't wait to hear from you. Lights out, campers. <laughs>